the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, it's the Rob Black Podcast. You can hear Rob live every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and talk910.com. And now, Rob Black and your money. Call Rob, 1-800-345-5639. Here's Rob Black on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Tis Thursday, June 24th. Year 2010. Uh, What do I have for you today? I got a good show for you today. I've got a lot planned out. I've got, I think, some insightful commentary. I think I've got some good stock ideas for you. Uh, I got no Justin Bieber in the news today. Um, It's going to be a Justin Bieber free type of show. Uh, But I do have a lot for you. You know, one of the big things that's starting to circulate Wall Street right now is that Obama is Carter. And what's that mean? Not a lot happened during Jimmy Carter's era. Not a lot happened. Although he was considered the ultimate conservative when he told Americans, hey, we're fat and lazy. We need to get up and do something and have an energy policy. Uh, It's interesting because he was not a conservative, but that message was interpreted as a conservative tone. and, And Obama's turning into a little bit of a Carter. Nice guy. Competent guy. Compassionate guy. But some of his policies just aren't going to stimulate the economy, and we're starting to figure that out, and it's a little bit of a problem. We'll talk about that later in the show. You can agree or disagree with that statement. Fine. Are you getting excited about the World Cup? It's interesting to note that MLS, really about 20 years ago, 25 years ago, started thinking about, you know, for soccer to succeed in the United States, it's going to take 50-plus years. It's not going to be something that happens overnight. It's going to be hit with different landmarks. There will be investments in soccer. For instance, I think buying a franchise right now will do you pretty good if you have a 25-year time horizon. People like Drew Carey, they spent as little as $10 million for a franchise that's now worth $50 million in the last five years. Was Drew Carey, do you think of Drew Carey as like a, a Wall Street wonder kid? I don't think so. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Not too much because... I think I might scare you off if I talk too much soccer. But first and foremost, let's take a look at how Z Markets are doing today. Stock exchange opened with some reports that painted a mixed picture for jobs, manufacturing sector. Dow's down 90, NASDAQ down 26, S&P 500 down 13, 10-year Treasury uh, yields about 3.0%. I'll be honest with you, America. It's my Glenn Beck moment of the day. Anytime that 10-year treasury is under 4%, as long as I have a 10-year time horizon, I'm investing in stocks. Can't afford to not beat inflation and can't afford to get that low of rate of return because that is inflation. So anything less than that, you're not going to do terribly well with. So mortgage rates have sunk their lowest level ever on record. If you have not refinanced your mortgage the last three years and you're going to be in your home for the next five, it's time to think about it. Um, you know, I know that my producer Heidi and her husband, dirty word on this show, uh, bought a home three, four or five years ago. And, and now's the time to look again because, 
you know, most people say you want to refinance your house when it's a point drop, i.e. you can get 6% down to 5%. But when you're at low numbers, like 5% already, and you can get 4.75%, if you're going to be in that house 10, 20 years, it's, it's worth considering. It's worth considering because the percentage of, you know, a quarter move, quarter percent move at that level is very, 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 very percentage-wise heavy uh, versus when it's it's at a higher number. So anyway, um, stocks opening on the weak side today. Again, a little bit of lethargy, a little bit of malaise, a little bit of, uh, I don't think the job market's going to get better anytime soon. And hmm, these, these home numbers don't look so good. And God, Greece is a problem. And hmm, yeah, there's a little bit of that going on. The government cites today, talking about jobless claims, improvement on unemployment claims. First-time jobless claims fell by the most in two months last week, down 19,000, a little more than most economists had expected. However, the 457,000 first-timers are still above levels indicating healthy job growth, as economists say initial claims need to fall closer to 425 k to signal a sustainable jobs recovery. Yeah, I've been saying that for years and years and years about the jobless claim numbers of how many people we're sending for unemployment, and basically they've become jobless. Any number over 400,000 to me is not good, but he just said any number over under 425,000 is good. So he's got a slightly different angle on it. I mean, another one of us is more right than wrong. I think uh, any number over 450 is awful. And that's where we still are. So the government you know, says the numbers dropped at about 4.5 million on the jobless claims. Uh, but as far as unemployment benefits filing for the first time, 450 is a bad number. 425 to 400 is okay. Anything under it, it's you got, you got growth. Like you got mail, you got growth. Next up in the world, I've already hinted at this, I've alluded to this, but uh, mortgage rates, they've hit new lows. And this is a financial time to take advantage because let's face it, stock market, housing market ain't going to get you rich right now. So look at the mortgage market. Freddie Mac says rates hit record lows this week, providing incentives to home buyers as well as those who'd like to refinance. The average 30-year fixed loan sinking to 4.69%, the lowest since Freddie began tracking rates in 1971, and it's down from 4.75 last week. Rates for 15-year and 5-year mortgages also hit new lows. So I'm not getting rich right now in the short term on stocks. We had a glorious 15 months, and then we've kind of hit this rut of malaise, a rut of kind of pessimism, so to speak. I think it's a summer of discontent for now. Even when you look at it, you know, May was awful, June's good. But it it just feels like it's not moving anywhere. It feels like the stories that should be bigger stories aren't. It feels like uh, we're just not getting where I want to be. With that said, with that said, now's a good time to look at some other issues in your life. Don't be lazy. Are you fat? Lose some weight. That's a good financial decision. It's a great financial decision. Are you, have you looked at your insurance in the last five years? Take a look at your insurance on your homeowner's policy. Take a look at your bill. Are you spending too much water in your yard? Do what I do. Water your yard in the middle of the night, but use your neighbor's faucet. Use your neighbor's hose. Eh. So it's a little inconvenient to be watering your yard at two in the morning. And if you ever get caught, it's a little bit of a tension problem with a neighbor. But evil Rob Black says, uh, my neighbor, Bill, he's got an electrical outlet that's actually on my property you're not allowed to build within five feet of another uh, property line and he did so i could call him and tell him let's rip down that garage of yours buddy um but he built it when there was an old lady who was kind of an invalid living there kind of took advantage of her lack of knowledge so it's definitely not zoned right so i don't mind stealing electricity from him on occasion um yeah hey karma it's, it's it's a bitch 
uh, in my opinion. Uh, you know one of the stories of the day, and this is how pathetic we are? This is how pathetic. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Before I go to the next story is now's the good time to look at your insurance policies. Now's a good time to look at your homeowners. Have you updated it? Have you changed it? Now's a good time to look at your rental properties. You've probably changed your life a lot in the last three to five years. When it was easy to make money or, or losing money fast uh, in your 401k, you, you probably ignored these things. So now's a good time to look at the non-stock part of your portfolio because you have a little bit of malaise. You got a little bit of time to pull it off. Now, this is a story that I find almost funny because here I am saying America's not saving enough. Here I am saying America's fat. Here I am saying uh, we're all going to die without uh, having retirement benefits. They're going to be taken away from us or the, the numbers can be raised to the point that it's not even attainable anymore. Or the benefits are going to be cut. So that's like, oh, it's like, you know, the benefits that they give will be like bacon or orange juice at breakfast. You know, have you ever been to a breakfast place and they, they serve orange juice? And they, they act like they put it in a little eyedropper and it's like a dollar for an eyedropper. And that's what Social Security benefits are going to be like later in life where you feel they're generous now, like a big old cup of orange juice. Later on, it's going to be like an eyedropper full of orange juice and uh, it's an eyedrop full of benefits. Not very good. Not very good. So finally, the last story of the day that I want to talk about, not for the day, but for the headline news, the iPhone 4 has landed. You know, Apple wasn't even in the phone business three and a half years ago that's wild and now they got the fourth generation out there it landed in apple stores today around the world we could have we could have killed a lot of nerds a lot of tech enthusiasts a lot of people who have to be the first time the first movers on technology all we had to do was blow up all the apple stores in the middle of the night we would have taken out just oh so many good ones fox news radio's joy piazza reports the apple faithful can now get their hands on the iphone 4 and the reviews are in. I think it's beautiful. I've been shaking ever since. Two lines, one for those who pre-ordered the phone and one for walk-ins, wrapped around the block at Apple's flagship store in New York City. But once the doors opened... <laughs> Joy Piazza, Fox News Radio. Okay, for those of you who have an iPhone 4 and you haven't saved 10000 by age 30 or 40000 by age 30, you haven't saved forty to 100000 by age 40, you're going to work till the day you die, but you're going to have an iPhone. You're going to be sexy, and you're going to be cool, and you're going to show us your great photos on it. You're going to have your Facebook application, and it's going to be faster, and there'll be probably a fewer dropped phone calls. But you're going to work till the day you die. you got to understand, the first adopters, they pay a premium price. you got a phone that works fine. In, in hindsight, someone's going to write a book in about 20 years of and it's going to be entitled, Why the Hell Did We Spend So Much Money on Gadgets and Not on Retirement? I, I, don't, and I could write the book, Why the Hell Have I Spent So Much Money on Cable? Why, you know, has that enriched my life in any way, shape, or form? Uh-uh. So anyway, someone's going to write the book. It's not going to be me because I once wrote a book. I have a book. Um, I hate the publishing industry. There's no money in the publishing industry. There's nothing but humiliation in the publishing industry. Um, there's lawyers, lawyers, lawyers. For instance, I wrote a book and I titled it Susie Orman's the Devil. And they got mad at me. The lawyer said, you can't do that. You got to name it something else because you can't prove that she's the devil. So I said, let's name it Susie Orman's Like the Devil. And they said, ah, it's okay. That's better. But I like my title more. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. 415-322-9101 if you're out of the area. 415-322-9101 if you're out of the area. Coming up, World Cup Soccer and Investments. I'm Rob Black. 
This is Rob Black and your money on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. And now, Rob Black. You're just having a conversation. Me and my producer. One of the things that I want to do, and I've put a show proposal in front of my program director, Ricky, is that I want to have more of a club feel to the show, an online kind of proprietary area that's really not chatty, but gives you a more insight into what I'm actually buying and selling in stocks and what I'm actually thinking and, you know, some of the things that go on during the show. Like, I want to put some high-definition cameras in here um, and let you listen to the audio during the commercial breaks. Heidi and I just had a great PG-13 conversation. I was watching um, a Spanish television show. I've got a TV in studio, which is on because yesterday I was watching the soccer match. And it's interesting to note um, that they kind of like have a Good Morning America show on right now on Univision. And I don't know. The only way to explain this is as they were going to commercial break, as I was going to commercial break, the two male hosts and the two female hosts all started dancing. And they're dancing to this like fake paparazzi uh, glitter that's falling down the TV screen, but it's not really in studio. Um, And I can't hear it because the, the audio is turned down, but it's fantastic. I would love to be able to dance at my job during the commercial breaks or go into commercial break just to show you how happy I am. Um, happy feet, so to speak. And uh, it's just, it, to me, I get a kick out of life. I get a kick out of seeing these things. And I'm asking Ricky to, to help and play along. And probably today or tomorrow, he's going to shoot down my dreams. And I'll probably wrap up the TV, uh, the radio show in the next six months because I just can't stand the, the, the format that is AM radio. It's just, it's too constraining. It's so not 21st century. Anyway, um, you can call the show, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Um, wild story. I know you're saying, yesterday, Rob, we were watching soccer. And East Coasters are on, they got a little bit better of a deal than West Coasters. In the United States, we on the West Coast had to watch the soccer match from 7 to 9 a.m. That's before work, which is okay, right? On the East Coast... They just watch it work. They just say, screw this. I'm not going to work. So they get paid for not working. And we saw that, believe it or not, in the volume on Wall Street yesterday. In the 72nd minute, United States and and uh, who were we playing yesterday? Algeria. We're in the 72nd minute. Tied 0-0. We have to score to, to advance. England's up one nothing in their, their games, which basically means we're going to be knocked out. So from the 72nd minute to the 93rd minute... Volume on Wall Street dropped 40%. In Brazil, when they beat North Korea 7 nothing a couple days ago, volume dropped 45%. Pretty weird, right? Like, you'd think, does the nation... We do like soccer. What's, what's, uh, what's unfortunate about soccer is right now is the number of homes watching it, it, it we, can, we, can re, we can see that in Nielsen ratings, right? The kicker is, though, is how many people are watching it in bars? And how many people are watching with friends? It's a group activity. Like, for instance, I'm having a, a soccer party at my house on Saturday. You want to come over? Give me a good resume. Include a photo. And I'll invite you to my uh, Rob Black Soccer Party 2010 Festivus Saturday morning, 1030. I'll cook. But I need a resume and a headshot. <laughs> or any other shots, if you know what I'm saying. Anyway, um, so ESPN's owned by ABC. ABC owned by Disney. They're having a good World Cup. They were so happy Landon Donovan and his little balding head uh, scored the game-winning goal. Why? Because they've invested 
millions and millions and millions of dollars. So there's a lot of high-fiving going on in Connecticut, Bristol, Connecticut yesterday. The numbers aren't going to be officially in until later today. But we're anticipating that about 5.2 million Americans watched the USA-Slovenia match last Friday. And that contest currently ranks about the third most watched World Cup game of all time on ESPN. Now, Saturday, 2.30 Eastern time, 11.30 Western time in the morning, when the Yanks, when we play Ghana in the knockout round, one loss and you're out. It's going to be the most viewed soccer match ever on the network. It's going to surpass the 5.8 million eyeballs that watched Germany and Italy in the semifinal in 2006. Now, where do I go with this? On the broadcast side, on the non-cable ESPN side, ABC's telecast of the 1994 World Cup final where Brazil beat Italy in the Rose Bowl, it drew a record 14.5 million. The Women's World Cup where we got to see Brandy Chastain sports bra. That's right. Uh-huh. And a six-pack ab. That drew 18 million people. Can you imagine? We won. The women's soccer won in 1999 against China. More people watched that. More people watched women's soccer final than men's soccer final. That's pretty interesting. And again, that's just because USA, USA. We pulled before our team, so to speak. Now, this is beyond where... A lot of people thought we would be. For those of you who think soccer is not surviving and thriving, you're starting to miss the point. ESPN's starting to pull big, big numbers for showing um, the European Championship League. They're showing Manchester United. We've always heard of Manchester United, but we didn't know who they were. So now in the middle of the day, in the middle of the afternoon, you're at the gym. You can turn on your gym TV while you're working out and you can watch a little European soccer. Now, this is important in large part because uh, Donovan's goal, and trust me, it wasn't the greatest goal ever. I mean, it was a pretty average goal. It was a great keeper distribution up the middle, uh, up the right sideline. Fantastic move by our keeper. Great move. I mean, that was the the highlight that's not even in the highlight. Um, But there's going to be a lot of six-year-old kids. And these six-year-old kids are going to be inspired by this. And they now have a role model for soccer for the next 10, 15 years. Um Donovan, you know, at one point in time was married to a hot chick. Kids want to be on TV scoring a winning goal, and kids want to be married to hot chicks. So soccer took a big step forward yesterday, and uh, it's you know ESPN's investing in it. So there's a lot of growth there. And like I said, MLS, uh, you invest in an MLS franchise, they've done pretty good in the last five to ten years, even though if you go to like, can I be honest with you, and this is going to make some people mad in San Jose, Lou Wolf is the cheap bastard of an owner. Um He's ruined the Oakland Hays, and he's kind of ruined the San Jose Quakes. Landon Donovan used to play in San Jose, and uh, the Quakes actually have won two championships in San Jose. Uh, but Lou Wolf is just so cheap. He won't invest in a stadium. Now, again, sometimes people will say it's not the owner who should do this. But the owner should figure out a way to meet with Chuck Reed from San Jose and meet halfway or get it done. Uh, look at what's happened with Oakland A's. Once a very proud team. That's nothing but a coliseum of death. It's just emptiness. It's sad. It's pathetic. I can't name two players. Well, I can name two players for Oakland A's, but that's only because I'm a statistic kind of guy, and statistics kind of calm me down and relax me. Anyway, um, bad ownership. Now, I know you're saying, Rob, tie this all up in a bow. Ownership at Clear Channel should say, Rob, you've got something hot. You've got something unique. You've got a demographic that uh, is, is, is different than any other show. We should move you from your current time slot, which is a graveyard, to three to seven drive time prime time, which would, would flourish, and, and people with jobs would be listening as they drive home. Good management makes, makes good decisions. They don't try to drain talent and, and kill them where they are. 
Now, good management and investments make good decisions. When you look at publicly traded companies, you should see people like John Chambers, people like Steve Jobs. They are the Steinbrenners. Steinbrenner runs the Yankees. And why are the Yankees so damn successful? Because they got a money, unlike owner like Blue Wolf, who puts his money where his mouth is. Now, again, the Yankees have got the whole Yankee entertainment sports channel, which brings in a ridiculous amount of money because it happens to be in New York, which happens to be the biggest city in America, which happens to have a very high demographic uh, person living in that city. So uh, it's a good problem to have. But success and failure starts at the top. And that's why one reason why any company that you own, if you call me on this show and you say, ask me about, let's say, Enron or ask me about Apple. You know, one thing that could ruin Apple would be if their CEO dies. Sometimes CEOs die. Sometimes they have heart attacks. We've heard a couple times in the last few months, you know, like one CEO had a stroke. Dude, she sounded like that. And she had to fix, you know, she had to do some rehabilitation before she came out and told the public that she had a stroke. Otherwise, everyone would have pooped their pants and sold the shares of the stock. They had to hide her, which, again, it's wild that you have to hide someone because you're not supposed to hide problems in publicly traded companies. Information is supposed to be public. So success or failure starts at top. And uh, that's why you have to know who your CEOs are, your COOs. You got to know who the CFO is. For instance, let's just use you and your wife. Let's just use a husband and a wife. I know I got some women listening to the show. Uh, I got a great woman following, and I appreciate that. And uh, who handles the money in the family? Is one person more aggressive with it? One person's a little bit more conservative with it. One person's a little bit more of a saver. One person's a little bit more of a shopper. Same thing with CFOs. And this is why you have to do your homework on publicly traded companies. A CFO who is aggressive and has worked for companies in the past who have failed or struggled or needed financing, you may not want to bet the farm on that guy. You may say that's too aggressive for me. Whereas if you could find a CFO who's been a little bit more conservative, you may want to say, hey, I, I, at least I know this company is not going to get me in trouble. Now, again, they may not be sexy in times of sexy. And that may be a bad thing. But anyway, all this all for a, a, a segment on sucker. I know you're saying, good job, Rob. Hey, I got two things right around the corner. A, business of sports. I'm hoping Michelle Steele does this one. I love her. And B, I've got Kim Commando talking about phone fishing right around the corner. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Rob Black and your money. 910 AM. More stimulating talk. If money grew on trees, he'd be the fertilizer. He's Rob Black on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Commando must be creeping in on me. Kim, digital goddess, hostess of the one to three show, Kim Commando? Yes. Yes. That would be me. That would be you. I'm so bummed out. This is your last appearance, and then you're going to take two weeks off and just forget about me and go frolic around the globe with your loved one. (laughs) Actually, I'm going to be traveling with my... My son and my niece and my nephew. <laughs> Kim, that doesn't make the hurt go away. I'm sorry. I, I don't take rejection well. We're going to be heading down to Ecuador. Ecuador? What's in Ecuador? Uh, Quito, okay. uh, which is uh, on the equator. 
and it's at 9,400 feet altitude, and then we're going to hop a plane and go over to the Galapagos Islands. Okay, so you're going to hang out with the turtles and such. Yes, exactly, and the, uh, what is it, the, the boys are excited about seeing the, uh, the blue-fitted boobies, yes, birds. <laughs> well said. Exactly. I'm, glad you, I'm glad you said it instead of me. <laughs> so yesterday, so t- okay, go ahead, go your, ahead. Turn, your turn. No, your turn, it's your show. I was going to say yesterday morning, I found myself in a conundrum where I wanted to watch a little bit more of the soccer, but I had to prep for work because my boss doesn't yell at me. And I watched it online um, in my office, and it was golden, clear, and crisp, and wonderful, and it was just like the TV experience in my living room. And I don't know. It was just – I know you're saying that's that story is eight years old. People have been doing that for eight years, Rob. But Thanks I, for joining the rest of us, okay, Rob? That's exciting. I was pleased with it. There was no caching. There was no delay. It was high definition. It was just one of the- well, you know, it is it is getting better, and you're right. The buffering has always been a major annoyance, meaning that it starts and stops and starts and stops, and then you know you start doing the tricks where you like you fast forward and then you back up so that this way it catches up to each other. Um, but this whole television online, it really is coming of age. And what's also very cool is that you can find just about any type of programming that you want online, and you can watch it when you want to watch it. And which means that the the advertisers are now coming because. Um, more people have friended Nutella on Facebook than have watched, like, an episode of Scrubs. And so everything is moving online, and the advertising budgets, right now it's like um, 28% of, of TV budgets are still with television, and they're going to be moving 13% of that onto the online. So with advertisers coming online, what that means is that we're probably going to see even more programming. That is one of the craziest things I've ever heard. You said more people... Have befriended Nutella on Facebook. On then Facebook. have like watched, yeah. Then have watched the last episode of of Scrubs. That's a I mean, stu- that's a stunning number. Yes, and um, or have you ever have, have you ever followed Mary Meeker? Um, have you ever yeah, read anything about her? I wrote a, an article in her in my book. My book was called Susie Orman is like the devil and a hundred other things you need to know. And Mary yeah. Meeker, Mary Meeker's like a whore was the ch- title chapter. Why? Because she's a research analyst who gets on CNBC and she tells people go buy this internet stock, but then you don't understand that she works for another company. It's paying her to go out and push a company, even well, she though she does doesn't work know from, you. Right, she does work for Morgan Stanley. And I, 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 I wrote shocking titles to scare pe- to, to get people to understand that analysts on TV aren't your friend, and that's all it was about, Kim. I'm sorry, well, if I, I'm sorry if I upset who, your feminine. Who's the guy that that rolls up his sleeves? Jim Cramer. Jim Cramer. Yeah. He's a monkey. You know, my mother watches him, and it's scary. Says, Jim Cramer says this, and I'm like, so finally, I said, you know, I don't care what Jim Cramer says. Yeah, there's a yeah, monkey. It- there's a monkey at Harvard that picks a stock the same time that Jim Cramer does for the um, New Yorker Weekly sh- um, article that he writes, mm-hmm. and the monkey has a better percentage of picking correct no. than Jim Cramer. Is that true? That's true. Really? Yeah, it's uh, like fifty-two percent to forty-nine percent. I had to find that. I'll send that to my mother. She'll find <laughs> But anyway, Mary Meeker, she does all these research reports. And is it bar the Internet, you know, forget what the Internet, if she's pick, picking Internet stocks. But if you look at these research reports that she puts together, that she, I mean, it's like, it's like 144 PowerPoint slides right. of what's going on. But one of the things that I found interesting in the one that she just released or that she was just talking about, is that the number of cell phones that have been sold, <clears throat> that you had 83 million, uh, Apple sold 83 million iPhones and, and iPod touches, iPod touches. Um, 
in three years, and it took AOL three years to get 8 million members. And so, you know, sometimes she has these little fun facts in there that when you look back at it, I mean, we are really in the middle of this, this paradigm shift away from home computers into smartphones. And, right. and that's, that's the reason why I bring her name up is because if you look at some of the research that she has put out there, and it's not just her, she's got a whole team of people behind her, but she's the front person for doing any of these PowerPoint. I, I actually, um, she actually introduced me at a at a, at that leadership thing, a leadership thing that I did, and um, and I had to tell her, you know what, it's you know just we don't overwhelm with numbers, you know, which we'll you know, let's just go for it. So, but anyway, okay, um, I forgot what we were talking about there. We were talking it's about, about American and phones, and then we moved into phones. Okay, and then speaking of phones, one of the things I want to talk about is I got a voicemail the other day. Okay. And the voicemail said they were from my bank, and they needed me to call the number because there was, seems to be some fraudulent activity on my account. And so, it, and it was an actual human being who left the message. And they had a bit of an accent, but I figured, you know what, you never know. So I thought it sounded a little strange because it wasn't exactly, you know, I should, I, you know, I should have saved the message. But anyway, so I called the number, and this gal answers the phone as as if she was at the bank, and she asked me for my account number, and she asked me for my name, and I I, I gave her a bogus account number, and I gave her a, a bogus name, and then she said, "Well, I need your PIN number to verify your identity." See, as it turns out, there's this thing that's going out all throughout the country now. It's called the vishing. You know how we have phishing. Uh-huh. And now we have vishing is voicemail fraud. And then you're also getting it through texting, and that's called smishing. I don't make this stuff up, but I just talk about it. But some geek of the week thought that would be, I guess, good. So you've got vishing and smishing. So I just want to make people aware that this is out there. And they're really targeting um, also some some older folks that may not be familiar with these digital scams. And so make sure that, as I've been doing some research about it, that, that you tell the folks in your family that, that this is out there. Don't you feel, though, Kim, that if, if old people get ripped off, they kind of got it, what they deserved? No. Why would you say that? Eh, they don't pay taxes. They, they suck up Social Security. <laughs> what, do we, what do you want to do? Just, like, shoot them when they turn 70? Mm-hmm. I mean, is that it? I'm, I'm all for 62. Oh, God. Once they leave the workforce. <laughs> That's it. You're done. Bye-bye. <laughs> what a night. You know, you ought to run for office on that ticket. I think that would be really great. I think it would work for you know just do it for do it for ten years weed out some people so to speak and, and make it social security not twenty percent of our GDP anymore and anyway um, one last comment on this is well I don't even know if this is a comment but this whole vishing and fishing and, and smishing I want people to contact me less and less Kim it's that's the weird thing like when I see people running to the Apple Store and it's easier for you to get in touch with them through Facebook and through instant messaging and through Apple FaceTime and I want less and less like and I don't think I'm alone in that. I just think I think Apple's really good at selling and the whole communication world is really good at selling like you have to have this to be cool yeah. and, and wonderful. Right. And you you need to have I mean I don't understand why people would wait in line for a week. And they have. They've stood in line for a week with their tents to buy a phone. It's just a phone. I'm with you. Okay, it's a, it's a cool phone. It has a video camera built in. Woohoo. There you go. You I'm could, excited. You could be my vice president. We'll take care of those people, too. <laughs> Kim, have a you wonderful... You know what I really want? I really want the people that have nothing to do other than, like, leave nasty messages on Facebook. I mean, that's, you know, really... I don't even know. I, I'm, I'm out of touch. But thanks so much, Kim. Have a wonderful vacation. Thank Enjoy your you, time Rob. off. And uh, when you get back, give me an update on Ecuador, because uh, okay. I, I, I know nothing of Ecuador. Thanks for the call. 
Kim Commando. She can be heard one to three Sundays, one to three, digital lifestyle. She's a digital goddess, um, and she puts up with my crap, so I appreciate that. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Coming up, I'm going to be talking a little email action and taking a look at some investments. is Rob Black and your money on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. And now, Rob Black. This is one of those songs that's got a lot of uh, in it. Next hour, I'll do a live read for you at this time. Coming up in one hour, a live read. Oh, it is 11.45, right? Perfect. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. I'm sticking with this World Cup thing for just a second because people like Radniches out there, they're just hot air, right? The fact that we pulled off that victory, it put us on a different side of the bracket than where England went. England gets second, we get first. So we fell into the bracket where our next game's against Ghana. Very winnable game. So from round to 16, we can go to round to eight. We will play the winner, if we win, of South Korea and Uruguay. Both of those are very winnable games. United States is looking at maybe a Final Four in the World Cup. If these games are as winnable as they they appear on paper. Now, England came in second in our Group C match, and they have to face Germany. Now, those are two world powers. One of them will fall. Also in that bracket now is Mexico and Argentina. Two more world powers. So the fact that we avoided second, we avoided three world powers. Amazing. And we get three very much so lighter weights in the world of soccer. So it looks like America could go final four. And again, I'm getting way ahead of myself because, well, I like to get way ahead of myself. It's just my nature. Let's do some emails. It's a new email song. Okay. You ready for the first one? Don't mess this up or I'm going to criticize you and teach you what it feels like. And I'm being very judgmental today. Heidi just said my segment with Kim Commando was less than perfect. You never. I know. Every show should go into Smithsonian. I know. Here we go. So this is right up your alley. Um, Joe emailed and said, hi, Rob. My guess is that one of the biggest drivers for 3D TV will be porn in 3D. I'm offended by the inference. (laughs) I resemble that, but I am offended by that. Wonder where he got that idea. What's the potential investment angle? Is the question too risque for Cron? I double dog dare you. Sincerely, Joe. It might be too risky for Cron, but apparently here on KNEW, it's not too risky. And for the record, I think Joe needs to go in the old Darwinian wood chipper. Double dog dare? What adult would ever use that phrase? I'm going to double dog throw you in the wood chipper. Um, if there is a play on 3D TVs, and I'm not positive there is yet, it, it would probably be video games. But even more importantly, it would probably be Best Buy. Um, and again, that's a company that just raised their dividend, not because they're growing fast, because they're growing more moderately. So I don't see a play on 3D TVs yet. There will certainly be some semiconductors uh, tied towards it. Uh, I still think the next big thing for TVs will be really upping the the Hulus and upping the Netflixes to to make them more internet ready and make them more uh, digestible. Next email. Do we have another email? We do. Um, From Annette. 
And she's, you know, she's just less of a dude. Um, okay, dear Rob. You're you re- pretty much so a dude for the record. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. I might be a little bit of a tomboy, but no dude, sir. You you bought. Well, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> yeah, don't say anything that's going to get me in trouble. No. Um, okay, continuing on. Emails. Um, so, dear Rob, this is from Annette. Uh, you recommended to me a book to read. The New Rules of Money. Thank you. It was very informative. Now I have another question. Gosh. We have nine hundred and, or I'm sorry, $99,000 in a 401k plan from a previous employer. I need to roll over the money to say... I need to roll over the money to stay in accounts for at least another 10 years. I was wondering what you might suggest. We researched on J.D. Power, and they recommended Edward Jones. What do you think? I'm not a big fan of Edward Jones as far as brokerages go. Um, and that question has a couple things in it. I think first and foremost, it probably has, I've got cash. Where should I put it? i got 99000 in 401k plan. Okay, so it's 99000 in 401k, so she needs to roll it over. I'm not a big fan of Edward Jones. It's I would prefer Fidelity of Vanguard or T. Rowe Price, and I would prefer you do it yourself. $99,000 is not a lot, but see, Edward Jones is one of those firms, and when I say $99,000 is not a lot, that sounds offensive, but this is one of those firms that they will work with $99,000 clients. I work with CFPs that really only deal with $300,000, $400,000, when you have enough sizable assets that you could actually diversify them. 99000 typically what you're going to find is that a broker is going to put you on a product that has a high commission or that is very much so turnkey tied towards his firm's uh, mutual funds that maybe, the, you know, like 1.5%, which is a high load for mutual fund, but not crazy. But it's, it's a, a family. It's like his mutual funds. So his company gets the money. He gets a commission for putting you into it. And then when you decide one day that you don't really like the fund or you don't really like the relationship, you go, I want to leave, but you have to sell your fund and they get money again when you sell it. So it's a little bit of a problem, a little bit of a problem. Um, So I'm not really a big fan of the Edward Jones, they'll manage smaller accounts. And again, I appreciate that they'll manage smaller accounts, but I've seen more people hurt than helped in that. So sorry about that, Annette. I'd go with the Vanguard Fidelity or uh, T. Rowe Price, and I would do it yourself. And I wouldn't try to hit too big of a home run. If you did read the new rules about money, you do know that there's plenty of information in there. Let's go to Daniel in San Francisco. Daniel? Hi. Hi. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing well. Good. Okay, that's good. Um, my wife was just recently offered a 401k um, plan through her employer, and it's pr- uh, prudential. Um, I, my employer doesn't offer a retirement program, and we're just going to use her option as, as to this fullest uh, capacity, I guess. Well, I'm looking at the forms, and it says up to 50% of her check can be applied towards the 401k. I'm, I'm kind of confused as to the difference between the 50% maximum and the 12% maximum. Um, I'd have to see exactly what, what was being offered, but yeah, you can about 15% of your pay is the right number. Keep in mind that because you're married, you're going to be able to do a little bit more in this. What I would recommend, and thanks for the call, Daniel, I'll talk about 401k limits. Your phone's awful, and I, I got to scold my producer. Bad producer. Bad producer. She scolded me for my bad Kim Commando segment, so now it goes right back at you. Um, see how it works? See how karma works there, Heidi? Um, typically, interesting that you said your wife's got a 401k, and you don't. I kind of like those scenarios, and this is going to sound a little off topic, and I know you didn't really call in with us, 
Um, but I'll talk a little bit more about 401k funding limits and situations along those lines later. Uh, but the topic that I kind of want to change this into is that a lot of times, like for instance, uh, I'll just use Heidi and her husband as an example. He's a high earner. She's less of an earner um, because she works in radio. There's not a lot of money in radio. That's I'm not insulting her when I say that. But a lot of times what married couples will do is they'll use his job for the 401k and health benefits. They'll use her for the tax write-offs. Um, so, you know, she'll go get the company car. She'll go get the, uh, you know, the perfect marriage in the world of finance is an entrepreneur, a, a business owner that does their own business, and someone who works for a big company. Because the big companies offer great benefits. The small companies offer great write-offs. So I would consider that. So I would max out your wife's 401k up to 15% of your combined salaries. And I would consider a Roth IRA, but I don't know how much y'all make and if, if you qualify for that and or not, Daniel. Uh, in your scenario, uh, you sound fairly relatively young. I mean, maybe you're one of those creepy guys who's got a young voice on a 50-year-old body, but I'm guessing you're under 35. And uh, what I would do is I would do the 401k, yes, for 50% of whatever you can fund your retirement. But I would also do 50% of that same level. Let's say you decide we can only save $100 a month. I'd go $50 in the 401k and $50 into a Roth IRA. Um, now, again, it's kind of different because the $50 going in the 401k is pre-tax, the money going into the Roth is post-tax. So really what you just did was you spent $125 to invest 100 because you paid taxes on, on a portion of it. Uh, well, not 125 You probably spent 115 to invest 100 of which 50 went purely into the 401k, and you probably did $15 in taxes for $50 that went into um, – the Roth IRA. I like the Roth IRA choice in this day and age because we don't know where taxes are going to be in the future. But also as a younger couple, if y'all are smart and max out and like you said, throw in as much as you can, you're going to have a high net worth in retirement. And a high net worth in retirement to me is $2 million. $2 million will be able to kick off $80,000 a year in income. Now, if you take $80,000 a year of income from your $2 million nest egg in a 401k distribution, really you're taking about 100 to get 80. So you're going to drain that $2 million faster. If you take an 80K distribution in a Roth IRA off a $2 million nest egg, you're only taking 80 because you're not paying taxes on it. The 401K, you pay taxes on. You pay income taxes on whatever you distribute to yourself. The Roth, you don't. So it depends on how wealthy you think you're going to be in retirement. And for the record, one last topic change. That tennis match yesterday that went 10 hours. I'm sorry, but people are saying this is why it's such a great sport. I think that's the exact opposite. This is why that sport sucks and is dying. If you can't determine a winner after 10 hours, that's telling me there's something wrong with that sport. And I'm in a tennis club, and it's the funniest damn thing. Because I know you won't believe this. You know there's Apple nerds, right? There's tennis nerds. There's tennis nerds. Like, like oh my God, this is the most exciting game ever. And I think it's still going on, right? They had to they, stop it, and then finished, they're going to... They finished it this morning. They did? Yeah. Who won? Isner won. The, is he the real tall guy? He's the tall American. He's Six, the, nine. He's the number two tennis American right now behind uh, Andy Roddick. And again, I know that because I'm in a tennis club with tennis nerds. But yeah, the tennis nerds were frothing yesterday. Frothing. They were urinating themselves. Spit was flying out everywhere. They couldn't get enough of it. Tennis nerds. Who would have thought... 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. You are listening to Rob Black and Your Money on 910 AM. Coming up, headline news. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.